Everybody. Welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On today's episode, we are going over season five, episode 26, called A Song for My Mother. It premiered on April 5th, 1995. Now, before we get into it, I just want to say this particular recap might be a little short. So a lot of the episode, unfortunately, did get cut uh, because of musical strains, which I'll get into a little bit more during the fun facts and tidbits part. But this episode is going to be a little bit um, kind of micro compared to some other episodes. So just wanted to let you know before we get into it. So we see Ray at the airport with Flowers checking in for Donna's flight to come in. He, she's coming to visit him in Portland. I'm actually surprised that Felice allowed this. I know she's in college, but can't you see Felice being like, nope, you're not going to Portland? Or she just didn't tell her. But I feel like Donna does tell her mother things, so I feel like Felice would know this. Just, you know, what is she, I guess, what, they're 20 at this point? I still think she wouldn't, um, wouldn't allow it, just knowing her. So, yeah, she's going to visit Ray, and to Ray's surprise, David shows up with her. He's definitely annoyed that he's there, but he's visiting his mother in Portland. He's like, I'm not going to get in your way. Uh, Have a good time. And Donna's like, we just took the flight together. Um, And Ray's like, why couldn't you have taken a separate flight? Also, that's just weird. Why can't they fly together? But Ray is Ray. So we then see Valerie and Dylan are at a tattoo shop. And she's looking to get a tattoo, which he is very much against. He's not into tattoos. He's also complaining to him about the script uh, that he is working on with Charlie because they're having some hypnotherapist or something. Um, I guess she or the hypnotherapist is a character in the script or it's some alternate life. life, I don't know. It's it's weird. But they're meeting a hypnotherapist who we actually met already. I think her name was Molly in a previous episode. So Dylan's going to go meet her and see kind of, I guess, for research for the movie. And just then, Valerie is supposed to go in to pick her tattoo, but she chickens out and leaves. So Dylan is kind of laughing about it. And the tattoo artist does say to Dylan, she'll be back. So we'll see. So then in Portland, I will say... I've never been to Portland, uh, and they're in Portland, Oregon, not Maine. And I have, it's on my list. I've never been, I've heard good things, heard there's like really cool um, food trucks out there, I believe. And it seems like a fun place to go, but I've never been. But it is on my to-do list, so I'll definitely get there at some point uh, when I feel that I could travel, because I'm still iffy about traveling. Anyways, so um, David shows up at his mother's office looking for her and the receptionist uh, can't find her in the directory. She's not listed, but he does mention her, her mother's, his mother's boss. So she's like, yes, I know him. So then we see David sitting in the office with his mother's boss and he tells her that she's no longer working there. He said that they had to let her go because a lot of times she was just showing up late or not showing up at all. And just, they really had no, um, 
no choice. But he's like, I liked her. It's just unfortunate that um, it didn't work out. And he said, basically, I don't think she was meant for nine to five, which David says, you know, she never really had to because they grew up with money. So I guess she never really worked before when she was married to Mel. So he then shows up at her apartment building. And when he goes up to her apartment, there is a new couple that clearly had just moved in. They said, we just moved in a few weeks ago. You might want to check in with the building manager. So goes over to the building manager and the building manager tells him that she, he hasn't seen her in two months and she owes him four months of back rent. So he doesn't know where he, she is either. So it seems that his mother is kind of missing in action at this point. We then see Dylan in a cab going to visit Molly, the hypnotherapist. What actually is a hypnotherapist? Is it just someone that hypnotizes you? I'm going to look it up because I, I've never heard that term for it. I've never, also has anyone ever been hypnotized? I used to go to a sleepaway camp and they used to have a hypnotist come and take people on stage. I never went on stage, but he would have them do like silly things like bark like a dog, walk like a chicken. I, I mean, but I'm just wondering, I don't know, did it ever work or were like, I feel like in camp they were just kind of pretending. Um, but I don't know uh, if you can really hypnotize people, but maybe. So anyways, she's got some really cute little place in Malibu. I liked her house. Um, and she's going to apparently try to hypnotize Dylan. And you can see he's a little weary about it or he's unsure about it thinking uh if it's something that you can really do and she's talking about like reincarnation all this stuff so we then see donna and ray making out on his bed and they're in a hotel does he stay at hotels or have a place because i feel like or maybe he's just i guess he's staying at hotels because he's doing different um gigs here and there he's not specifically staying in portland so i guess they're staying at a hotel he's got a hotel room so then they get a knock on the door and it is david to which ray is obviously annoyed because he says why did he why does he know where he we are staying and she says because uh i told him didn't think it was that big of a deal but ray's just ray's a little bitch so then he tells them that he can't find his mother. He doesn't know where to go. And Ray just like doesn't want to help. He has no interest in it, which Donna's obviously wants to help David. It's her friend. And Ray's like, I got to go to a club and do a sound check. Um, so Dave and Donna are going to go looking for his mother while Ray's at the sound check. So they're walking around town and there some guy at a bar apparently knows her and points him in direction. So I guess she used to play piano at some jazz club. Patron there knows the mother, tells him where to find her. So they go to, uh, I guess the police, They, it, it, I think this ended up being a dead end. So they go to the police, I guess they're gonna report her as a missing person. And they're told that she actually was arrested for disorderly conduct but she was um, let go. So 
he's kind of just freaking out. Um, he's really upset. She's now consoling him. He realizes that he should probably call his father to come up to Portland because they can't do anything about it. And they also can't do anything about uh, doing a missing person because it's 48 hours. And David's like, but she's been missing for weeks. And he's like, yes, but it wasn't reported till now. So the police really can't do anything and help yet. But he does tell them to maybe check the shelters and stuff. So Donna also then at this time, because they were looking for his mother, completely forgot about Ray's show. So when she calls him, he is pissed at her. He's mad. Um, he said, you're going to miss the whole show. I told everyone you were coming. And he hangs up on her because Ray is just, Ray's selfish, I think. I mean, I understand she came to Sam, but this is kind of a bigger deal. So why not? I mean, Ray is Ray. So David and Donna then head to these homeless shelters looking for his mother and they still can't find her. They print out missing, you know, flyers for her, missing with photos, uh, putting them all over town. And you could just see that David feels so guilty about not seeing her for so long and just letting this kind of go and get to this point because he's feeling had he, had he not, had he done it, basically he would have been able to, um, find her sooner or deal with the situation. So he's feeling maybe this is a little bit of his fault. So we then see Dylan and Valerie in bed together. So I guess they're a thing again. I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess they kind of, I don't know. It's weird. Like they rekindled in Mexico when he got his money back. Then he was all in on Kelly now he's back to Valerie, but he's been so mean to her. It's just, I don't, I can't keep up with those two. But he is making fun of her for wanting a tattoo and doesn't think she'll do it. He said she's going to chicken out and she's kind of making fun of him because she's like, okay, you're making fun of me for wanting a tattoo when you're actually going to let someone hypnotize you. So they're kind of just giving each other, uh, you know, things. But I actually, I think they're cute together. So back in the hotel room, Ray is just screaming at Donna. He's yelling at her for not showing up. And she's saying that he's being heartless for not wanting to help. And he's really like being aggressive. He's getting in her face. He pushes her on the bed when she goes to leave. And then he pushes her against the door, which obviously he hurts her. And he quickly apologizes. But she's, I mean really really aggressive with her um and getting handsy with her which is not okay so she finally gets out of there and she goes to david's room which is across the hall ray then comes over to speak to her who she's in david's bathroom david's like what happened and ray says did she tell you and he's like no she just kind of ran in here and ran into the bathroom and she hasn't come out so then which Ray's probably happy about because uh, David probably would be none too pleased to find out that he was, threw her on the bed and pushed her against the door. Um, but he then uh, tells him, he gives him the keys to his truck. He says, you can borrow it to help find your mother. And Donna hears this. She comes out of the bathroom and she goes back to Ray, Ray's room with him. 
um, and he apologizes and they make up. The next day at the airport, Donna and David show up to go meet with Mel, who is now coming to town. He's going to help them search for David's mother. And Mel then pulls David aside and to let him know that they never told him, but apparently Sheila is diagnosed, Sheila's his mother, uh, Sheila is diagnosed as manic depressive. And she's been on medication since David was a kid. And he says, I don't know why you didn't tell me. And he is basically saying, well, we didn't want to tell you because, um, you know, when she would kind of go off her meds, she'd freak out a little bit. And he's like, yeah, but I haven't been a little kid for a while, which he's making a valid point. Like why he's 20 years old or 19 years old. Like, why would you not tell him that? It's just a weird thing not to let your parents know. Uh, or let your child know but um, yeah so she we find out now apparently she has some mental health issues and um, it's possible she went off her medication and that's why all this is happening so he's realizing kind of what Mel's realizing what the issue is and David also is kind of a bigger issue at hand and they're gonna have to deal with it And they have like this sweet heart-to-heart moment and they hug and it's, uh, that is where the episode ends. So for the fun facts and tidbits, um, before getting into some stuff, so a lot of the episodes are cut down for time. You might see if you're watching it on Hulu or any other uh, streaming service or whatever, wherever you watch it, because they don't have the rights. And I might've mentioned this once or twice, but they don't have the rights for certain music. So they cut out some of those scenes. So a lot of the Peach Pit After Dark performances you might not see because it's cut out, which sucks. Sometimes the episode's not even on. Um, I know for Hulu, as it gets on later, they just completely cut out the episode because I think a lot of the songs and stuff, I don't even think they can play the episode because you're missing most of it. But for this particular episode, there was a scene cut out and it was a performance by Ray that David and Don did go see. So they went to a club to see him perform. So... For the songs for the episode, we have uh, Jamie Walters, obviously is Ray, performing a song called Comfort of Strangers. And then when Donna and David are asking questions at the bar, the song is Fever by Peggy Lee, which is such a good song. Um, So those are the songs for this episode. Tattoo on Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Daisy. Real, 100% real. She also, I don't know if she had it at the time, but she also has a lotus on her right hip. Also, she might have more, but those are the two that I saw. Also, interesting tidbit, um, as I was researching this, most of the cast actually have tattoos. Um, All of the girls do except Gabrielle Carteris. Brian Austin Green has tattoos. But I don't think Ian, Jason, and Luke do. But I could be mistaken, but I couldn't find any 
uh, proof of that. But I thought it was interesting that um, they all kind of have tattoos. And I don't think all during the show, I think they've gotten it uh, since then because I don't, Brian might have one or two, but I think he's gotten much more since then. And obviously, um, I mean, we haven't seen, well, Tiffany on the show definitely didn't have the, um, the Lotus that she has now, but I don't know. So hypnotherapy. So hypnotherapy is a type of alternate medicine in which hypnotists use, is used to uh, create a state of focused attention and increased suggestibility during which positive suggestions and guided imaginary um, are used to help individuals deal with a variety of concerns and issues. So it's completely real. Don't know how much it works or takes. Uh, I guess it depends on the person. I, I imagine everyone cannot be hypnotized, but I could be wrong. But hey, if you were ever hypnotized, let me know. I'd be curious to hear about that. So, um, so for the spotlight for this episode, typically I would have done Brian Austin Green. However, we did a obviously. Uh, bonus episode with him so I think we got the feel but if I ever need to give a little recap or something maybe we'll do it at a different time but I think that uh, you know we'll choose someone else for this so the person I chose um, is Mel Silver himself Mel is played by an actor named Matthew Lawrence who uh, was born actually Matthew Dykoff, um, so he switched his name for professional purposes, I guess. And um, not to be confused, though, with Matthew Lawrence of the Lawrence Brothers, but it's, um, I think it's Lawrence because it's spelled L-A-U-R-A-N-C-E, whereas Matthew Lawrence of the brother of the Lawrence Brothers is L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. So, but he was Matthew Dykoff. Born on March 2nd, 1950. Uh, he is 70 years old and he was born in Queens, New York. So he's a New Yorker just like me. And even better, I see that he was raised on Long Island, which I was raised on Long Island. So we got that in common. Um, he has an identical twin brother who was born four minutes earlier than him. His name is Mitchell. Uh, he's also an actor, which I will get to in one second. And they both went to Tufts uh, University, which is a great school in Boston, uh, which actually my aunt and uncle uh, went there for, uh, well, my aunt went there for undergrad and for uh, med school. And my uncle obviously met her there uh, in med school together. So also really interesting, didn't know this. So he's listed as a comedian and... Obviously, Mel's not so funny, but I mean, he's not supposed to be, but he was on Saturday Night Live as a cast member. It was in the sixth season and he was only on for one season, but to get on SNL is kind of crazy that he did that. So um, pretty, pretty interesting. He also was on the show 30 something, which is a show that I've never watched, which I want to watch, but never... <sighs> never saw it, which is just, I don't know, um, a bummer for me. But um, 
if anyone knows how to watch 30 something let me know because as a 30 something year old I, it's just a show that I think I wanted to watch or recap or whatever but yeah so um he did that and obviously we know he was on 90210 so his brother Mitchell this is kind of funny so I remember I was watching I think it was I don't know 10 maybe 15 years ago I was watching some movies with my friends and we were on some horror film or scary movie tidbit it must have been October whatever so we'd watched the movie called I think Stepfather which was with Terry O'Quinn from Lost the great great Terry O'Quinn such a good actor and there was apparently the second Stepfather 2. So we watched the movie and we started the movie. And I think like in unison, we screamed because we saw what we thought was a young Mel Silver. And we're like, oh my God, he's in this freaking out. And then it said at the beginning, the opening credits, it said Mitchell Lawrence. And we're like, oh my God, he has a, an identical twin brother. So I knew that he had a, a twin brother, but pretty funny so anyways um uh, if you watch run into I guess the uh watch stepfather 2 um I think his brother also is in the hand that rocks the cradle which is a super scary movie so I guess Matthew did some scary movies whereas maybe uh or Mitchell did some scary movies whereas maybe Matthew took the uh comedy uh, route. I am curious though where on Long Island they are from because I am from Long Island as well. So um, that's interesting. But actually, I just saw something. They are from right around my neighborhood. Apparently, they went to uh, Hewlett High School. And where I grew up on Hewlett High School, if you just take a drive, uh, probably five minutes down the road, uh, I will pass Hewlett High School. So that is very, very funny. He's, I mean, a <laughs> little bit of an age gap, but he is, um, yeah, right around my, uh, my neck of the woods. So that's pretty funny. So anyways, that is the fun facts and tidbits for this episode. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On the next episode, we will be going over season five, episode 27, called Swash It. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.